Sigma Tiger News back on YouTube after one week banishment. Well, guess what we got today? Controlled opposition. Where's it coming from? Fish on the line is what I say. It's right in your face. You in a cult? Could be. Guess what? Real man. What is a real man? What would a real man do if he was confronted? And Biden's pregnant boys. And we're back. The Sigma Tiger is back on YouTube after being removed for his controversial take on the news. Well, guess what? Today we are covering a bunch of interesting articles. A lot of people believe that, you know, uh, what's going on over there in Switzerland. If you don't know, the WEF uh, has their annual conference over there to see how they're going to manipulate or, uh, as they would say, like shape the the landscape of the future how are humans going to exist and live under their uh, leadership they're tempted at uh, leadership well again if you don't know klaus schwab the leader founder of the wef uh, has stated in the past that he has uh, got some of his politicians elected in different countries uh, he penetrated the Canadian cabinet, for instance, quote-unquote. <clears throat> well, guess what? Uh, Davos is happening this week, and there's a bunch of people there, and uh, they get up on stage, and they have things to say. There was one viral video that was like satire, about some guy getting up there and spouting off, and of course, if you're on X, then you've seen the community note under that, stating that this gentleman is just having a, a piss take here. Well, guess what? There's been a couple of other individuals who've gotten up on stage and said uh, what people believe to be like an in-your-face moment to the elites. Uh, but I don't think they understand what's really going on here at all. You know, this is an invitation-only party, okay? You can't just roll in. People have tried, and the place is heavily guarded. There's cops everywhere. So... What's the tiger talking about? Well, let's go ahead and dive right in. Argentinian president Javier Mille scolds Davos elites with common sense. Okay, so if you haven't seen his uh, speech here, he's the newly elected president of Argentina. He's a conservative or a libertarian, and he believes that freedom is ultra-important. And he does have ties to the WEF, absolutely. He was invited to come and, and talk. And the theme this year, if you would guess, is rebuilding trust in the future. So how do you rebuild trust in the future? You convince the audience that uh, you're being taught a lesson, okay? That uh, the mistakes that you made in the past are being brought forward to your attention so you can correct them. And what better way than to have uh, a staunch conservative individual come up on stage and call you out for all your uh, your mistakes or errors uh, during the past few years. Well, guess what? That's exactly what happened. And uh, you can see it uh, translated by AI in his accent if you really want to get the full uh, meat of it. And we love that hot juicy beef here, so go check it out on X. You certainly can. 
So guess what? The tiger is not buying it, okay? I believe he was invited and he was like, hey, Javier, like, you know what I mean? Go ahead and give it to us, you know what I mean? Make uh, the viewers believe that uh, everything that we stand for is wrong and that you're going to, like, rub it in our face and uh, everyone around the world will say, hey, that's great that you did that and you'll become more and more popular and you can still put forward the policies and stuff like that that are great to continue making you popular but guess what you are in this group and we've paid you to come here so you know what i mean you say and do what we we want so a lot of people are like okay this guy here is a uh, too christian he's a uh, anti-socialist he's pro-freedom he's pro-capitalism so what's the deal here he got elected how well the people so it's all about the people they're really trying to put forward the people you know the the working man you know you it's all about you you know you can trust us rich elite people are stakeholders in your uh your life basically everything is owned by a stakeholder the medical profession, the uh, criminal justice uh, enterprise, like prisons, you know what I mean? Free enterprise capitalism, okay, there you go. That's how we get rid of poverty. Sure, so anyway, uh, this guy here came out and had a, a speech and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, that's right, give it to them, give it to the elites, they, they know, and the people, we're rising up, and uh, it's going to be all about the working class now, well, we'll see about that. Another one, uh, Heritage President. Here he is. Uh, Alex Jones reposted this one. Uh, Kevin Roberts knocks it out of the park. The people of Earth are awake and coming for the globalist trash. Of course we are. The, uh, the uh, Davos, the members of WF, certainly didn't pick the right people, did they? Because they're definitely being told what to do and how to do it. Well, guess what? This is what the tiger went ahead and posted about him. Well, this guy here, he went ahead and said, yeah, guess what? People like Trump because Trump's for the people. He represents a leader. This guy's not speaking any lies. It's the truth. Same with Melee. But why are they allowing them to say it? That's the question. Because they're trying to rebuild trust. They want you to think that these guys are falling into the shadows and the WEF is falling in a favor with all the elites and stuff like that. Well, guess what? Still a record number of people showed up there on private jets, about two, 3,000. I'm not sure what the number is, but there it is. I covered how they party there. There's magic mushrooms. There's high-priced uh, hookers. There's alcohol private concerts. You know what I mean? So you, you don't understand that this is all part of the theater? It's in your face, literally. You have been hooked, line, and sinker. And they're just reeling you in and everyone's online going, ha, ah, yeah, there you go. Get them. Well, guess what? You guys are all suckers because it ain't ever going to be like that. These guys aren't going to just give in and give up. This is controlled opposition. Bring in what the people want to hear. Let them hear it. Let them get all great and forget about the past while we orchestrate the future. Get with it, people. Wake up. All right, here we go. What's going on? World War III? It's coming. So the U.S. moved from shooting Houthi threats out of the sky to blowing them up before they even get off the ground. So if you haven't been paying attention and watching the tiger, he has been telling you all about the Houthi and what threat they pose. 
And they've been attacking uh, cargo ships, commercial vessels, even American assets with drones. They were trying to fly them over there, and then the UK and the USS, whatever it is, over their battleship. We're just shooting these things in the sky, millions of dollars each time. It kept escalating. Ten drones today, a couple of rocket-propelled this and that. Actually, I don't believe it was rocket-propelled until just the other day. And that's when America said, enough is enough, okay? We're going to start blowing up uh, where these things are coming from, stashes, weapons, and stuff, whatever like that. So Iran goes ahead and says, there's militant groups in Pakistan, and we are going to shoot those. Pakistan's like, whoa, you just killed a couple of kids. That's not great. We're going to fire back on you. And Iran's like, oh, no, you didn't. Why do you do that? We were questioning why you did that. So, okay, they're both shooting at militant groups, but not active military assets of the actual nation. So we are like 1130. It's 1130 now. It was 11 o'clock yesterday. It's 1130 today. So what are the Houthis going to do? These are an Iran-backed terrorist group now, labeled by the U.S. government, as well as the uh, Canadian government, I believe. Uh, so here we go. How much more action do we need before a major reaction? We are defending right now. We are uh, trying to mitigate any future attacks. Are they going to up the ante? We'll keep you posted because it's coming. This is hot. This is bubbling. Moving right along, uh, 15 cults that pretend they are cults, but uh, they are. So what's this all about? Well, the tiger thinks that there's a whole bunch of people that like doing stuff, and they group together, and then they like to get uh, labeled, or they don't like to get labeled in some instances. So there's plenty of cults out there, masquerading as other types of organizations. There's also a gray area as to what constitutes a cult. Cults, in their essence, are small groups that are devoted to a person or a thing. Certainly. Okay. They may be religious, or they may have a belief system similar to a religion, where there's uh, traditional practices, perhaps rituals, something of the sort like that, usually a spiritual component. All right, let's move along. Let's see what we got. Snake handling churches. Interesting. Uh, snake handling in a tiny rural church may sound like a cliche, but it's really a phenomenon. They handle dangerous snakes and believe that they won't be bitten because God will save them. Yes, people have died from this. Of course they have, uh, because snakes are creatures, and they're animals, and they're based off of instinct. No matter what, so maybe God wasn't to protect that person. You know what I mean? Maybe uh, that person wasn't necessarily a devout uh, person. Who knows why the snake bit them? Likely because it felt threatened. Herbalife, this is a company that works as a multi-level marketing organization, sometimes known as a pyramid scheme. Where like, I uh, get commission for selling products, and the more people I bring in to sell those products as well, I get a little cut, a little slice of the pie. So you sell products and recruit others to sell them as well. Uh, there are many people highly devoted to the company uh, who behave in a cult-like way, eating the products and obsessing over recruiting and sales. So, okay, they're dedicated to their job, yeah. I'm sure some people are a little bit uh, obsessive, compulsive, without being having to be a cult. Quiverful. Some of the most famous adherers to the Quiverful movement are the Dugars. This enormous family of 19 kids subscribes to the belief that they are uh, called to have as many children as they possibly can. Interesting. Quiverful. So if you're unaware, quiver is uh, what uh, an archer puts their arrows in. And 
a full quiver, I would assume, would be a quiver that is completely chinched with arrows. So they believe that uh, go forward and procreate uh, from the Bible, I'm assuming they're a Christian family. Uh, one of their children, I believe, is in jail or awaiting trial for uh, assault, sexual assault, and pot potentially child pornography. Scientology. Was there ever a more clear example of a cult? Adherents believe that ancient alien souls are stuck to humans and that paying for classes is the way to get them off. Started by a science fiction writer, the group reveres the author and his teachings about aliens and anti-psychiatry. Absolutely, they're uh, staunch believers that uh, psychiatric medications are absolutely uh, forbidden and do nothing. And, I mean, research seems to be coming out and saying the same, especially about SSRIs and how they affect depression. So, yeah, this is L. Ron Hubbard's group uh, that he uh, formed from Dianetics, one of his uh, books. He's one of the most published authors, if not the most published author uh, in history. And uh, he came up with this idea that people could live a better life through uh, this form of Dianetics. And um, basically you can move up in levels, right? And there's these Thetans, Thetans, something like that, that it attached to you so you have to go through therapy to get them to remove this negative energy type of situation and uh, it's all based off of uh, Xenu some sort of being from uh, not this planet let's say and he's meant to come back and if you do all the correct things and keep moving up then you will get closer to that opportunity moving right along what's next Company families, uh, when you see a job description that tells you that employees are a family, you might want to think twice. Some of these companies say that this is to pay less and encourage devotion to the company. It could also mean that people get too far into your business and demand extreme loyalty. Uh, it seems like a, a strategy to, to attract uh, loyal workers, which is uh, in high demand right now. Mary Kay, there's a lot to be said for being an entrepreneur, but many uh, multi-level marketing companies operate more like cults. When women start selling Mary Kay, they often become devoted to the brand and buy a lot of makeup to try to get to the use of the pink Cadillac after a certain level of sales. So yeah, so there's a motivation factor there, and some people become obsessed with that, just as sports fans become obsessed with their sports teams. College football. There are a few schools out there in which football is just a fun tradition. At many schools, whoever the worship of the team and the school gets extreme, people lose relationships over liking or not liking college football team. Absolutely. Uh, especially with rival teams. Can't be friends with the uh, Boston Red Sox fans or Yankees fans. CrossFit. If you know anyone who does CrossFit, you know they do CrossFit. They will talk about it at length, and the participants love to talk about it with each other. It's a way of life for many people. So if that there is literally what they're going to use to define uh, a cult, is someone who will talk about it at length, and they talk about it with each other. It's a way of life. So is that a cult? Because I could throw a whole bunch of things in that basket pretty quick. Let's see if they are there. Fish. When people love the band Fish, they want to see as many. So, uh, yeah, that band did a rendition of Snoop Dogg's song Gin and Juice, Dance and Gymnastics. Their activities that grow so large in first life that they take over. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with sports. I'm dedicated to one specific single sport, and uh, that's it. You're trying to be a champion. You must. 
Mega churches, yeah, okay. These build large communities around them that get overly devoted to the specific church. They may start spending much of their time there volunteering and much of their money or donations to keep it expanding. Yeah, it depends on the actual leader of the church, if I would describe it as a cult. Uh, if they're demanding uh, things that are extraordinary, like uh, I need money to get a private jet so I can travel around the world and help people, then yeah, that might be a little bit of a problem. If you're giving all of your money to them, then yeah, that could be a problem as well. But there's nothing wrong with a community that uh, believes in good things. Sororities and fraternities. Yeah, so these are in college and universities. These can run very much like a cult using brainwashing techniques to keep people in line. Many people's whole social lives revolve around the group and so that they are afraid to cut ties with. Yeah, absolutely. Jehovah's Witness. Uh, this is a tight-knit group and cultish, demanding a number of behaviors from members with a lot of strange rules and the shunning of anyone who leaves. This can be a disturbing cult for many adherents. Uh, yeah, kind of the same thing happens with Scientologists. They're meant to, if someone leaves the, the organization, then it's basically, you know, they could be a, a negative influence on you, so it's best to just sever ties. A lot of uh, groups believe that. Of course, like, no one wants to be corrupted of their ideologies. The Amish, uh, largely cut off from the rest of society, every aspect of their lives is strictly controlled. Those who break the rules or leave the group are shunned by even their closest family members. Again, uh, mm, like a conservative group uh, believe in not using technology, although apparently they're embracing solar technology. Flat Earthers, an uh, interesting group, uh, when started as a joke, has become a far-reaching cult with members who are dedication to the idea then all its scientific understanding about the shape, size, and age of the Earth are lies. They generally believe that the Earth is a flat disk. Some of them believe that the stars are holograms. Yeah, and uh, they're all uh, interesting theories, absolutely. And I think a lot of it just lies with the mistrust that government has sowed within their uh, population. Just confusion all around, and no one knows what to believe. And, yeah, we'll wrap that one up. Very good. Okay, so uh, Daniel Penny... Uh, unfortunate individual who attempted to stand up for the rights of his local uh, or his neighbors, whatever you want to say, his pedestrian passengers on a subway. They were being assaulted uh, verbally, maybe even physically, by a gentleman who may or may not have been intoxicated. We'll get into the details of it. And he attempted to restrain the individual. And he is a, a military, like the person, Daniel Penny, he is of a military background, so he does definitely understands combat. And uh, he proceeded to put the alleged uh, assaulter in a chokehold and proceeded to hold on until the individual passed out and longer until he uh, completely lost uh, a hold of life. So a judge denied Daniel Penny's motion to dismiss his involuntary manslaughter case over the chokehold death of Jordan Neely on subway car. The court has reviewed the cases cited by the defendant in light of evidence presented and finds that here the evidence was legally sufficient to establish that the defendant acted with both recklessness and criminal negligence. So basically they're saying he, he, he took it too far. He should have understood that uh, what he was doing could have caused the death. Not that what he was doing was wrong or the actions he did leading up to the death were wrong. It's just that he his, took his actions too far. 
negligence. He should have been able to cognitively put it together that if I continue holding on and cutting off the air supply to this gentleman's brain, his brain will eventually shut down. So they went ahead and the medical examiner attributed Neely's death to trauma to the neck and his movements associated with death in the footage. So if you haven't seen the footage, I'm sure he was moving quite a bit, attempting to escape the uh, death grip. So we'll return to court on March 20th. Trial will occur no earlier than the fall. While we disagree with the court's decision not to dismiss the indictment, we understand that the legal threshold to continue in even an ill-conceived prosecution is very low. So his lawyers are saying this is a joke. Here is the individual that... Uh, was choked to death, Mr. Neely. He was a street performer. Um, here he's going to see a Michael Jackson movie. So Penny's argue that the victim, Neely, was insanely threatening at the time of the incident. Uh, so if there is footage of that, uh, it will be available to the court. Video footage captured Penny holding Neely in a chokehold for several minutes. At some point, Neely stopped moving, but Penny continued to hold him for an extended period of time. Assistant District Attorney Joshua Steinglass told the judge during Penny's initial appearance in court, May 22nd. He remained on the scene to talk with police following the incident. So he felt good. He felt great that what he was doing was the right thing, and he had subdued an assailant. And, uh, yeah, well, guess what? When the individual continues to move, I understand your... Um, Adrenaline must have been pumping hard, and uh, yeah, so it was a mistake, and mistakes are made. It wasn't intentional. If it was, or premeditated, he would have got a murder one charge. Penny's attorneys have said that he was defending himself and others when put Neely into the chokehold that caused his death. Neely was homeless at the time of the incident. Now, there's another interesting story as well that's comparable to this uh, of another individual who stabbed a homeless man on a subway 20 times and he was given a zero bail and potentially a zero charge I'm not exactly sure but you can check that one out uh, interesting by comparison and what do we have here the multi-billion dollar bet that truckers will ditch diesel for electricity well if you've been following the Tigers newcast cold is a big problem for EVs and charging is uh, sucking the grid dry so if we're gonna put these giant uh, commercial uh, vehicles on the highways that are going to be uh, sucking power from the grid, like 330 kilowatts per hour, then yeah, that could be a problem. We're going to need uh, some new forms of energy, which we'll be covering in the future and in the past. Nuclear fusion is coming. So uh, Cummins and Daimler and uh, uh, Packard are joining to build plant in Mississippi to make batteries for electric commercial trucks. U.S.'s biggest commercial truck and engine builders are betting that the freight industry is ready to swap diesel fuel pumps for battery chargers. We will see about that. So it remains to be seen. But they're going ahead and they're investing in this hard. So watch those companies and just see what happens if this isn't adopted. Biden's um, HHS to spend $700,000 on inclusive teens pregnancy prevention for transgender boys, Biden's boys here. So they want to study the decision uh, trans identifying youth make regarding sexual intercourse. So here we have uh, Biden and uh, one of his uh, doctors that he has working. Joe Biden's Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, will be giving almost 700000 in funds to a pregnancy prevention program intended to target teenage girls who identify themselves as boys, new federal disclosure documents reveal. 
$698,736 grant from the HHS is going to the Center for Innovative Public Health Research in California, CBS reports, with funds being used to encourage trans boys to use condoms during sex. Data suggests that AFAB trans-identified youth may be less likely to use condoms when having sex with people who have penises and are at least as likely as cisgender girls to be pregnant, researchers show. The health inequity must be addressed. Okay, so this is a lot to unpack here just based off the fact that this is new verbiage for many people. So let's go ahead and unwrap it. So they're basically saying that uh, young girls who identify as boys who are having sex with boys uh, are less likely to use condoms. So if they're having, uh, of course, if they're pre-operation or, sorry, pre-gender affirming operation, then they would still have uh, female genitalia, hence uh, likely getting pregnant if having sex with a male. So uh, if they were having vaginal intercourse as a transgender male, pre-gender affirming operation, then they could get pregnant. And this study goes forward to say that they are likely to not use condoms because they're young it has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that they're young and they probably don't want to go to the store and buy them because they know that joe smith's dad ben smith owns the local pharmacy researchers said the money will be used to lead focus groups that will see what decisions trans identifying youth make regarding sexual intercourse multi hundred thousand dollar grant kicked off in 2023 september set to continue until june 2027 Youth who are assigned female at birth are at risk for negative sexual health outcomes, yet are effectively excluded from sexual health programs because gender-diverse youth do not experience the cisgender heteronormative teen sexual education messaging available to them as salient or applicable, claims a description for the award. All right, again, there's a lot to unpack with the new verbiage. So um, cisgender is what uh, a heterosexual is referred to by this group of people uh, with the ideology of gender-affirming care as the correct way to handle gender dysphoria. I'm trying not to get banned again, okay? Because I don't think know if YouTube is going to go ahead and cut the tiger down like a tree again. But we'll see. Population-based HIV prevention program for trans girls, noting that the initiative will address the lack of gender-inclusive HIV protection programming. So basically, they're just saying there's a lack of uh, education and stuff like that for these young girls who are transitioning into boys, and they're going to go ahead and throw a bunch of money at it and a bunch of words and say, hey, look, there is a community here, and you can figure it out, and uh, good luck. The origin of man. Scientists discover the key stepping stone to the origin of life. So what's the deal here? Did they really find the the uh, the drop in the primordial ooze? Scientists have simulated the formation of fatty acids, building blocks, amino acids, proteins, a key component of the assembly of Earth's first cells. The discovery not only offers key insights to the earliest moments of life on the planet, but also shines a light on how life might start on other moons and planets. The first forms of life on Earth emerged over 3.5 billion years ago from the inert geological materials, the primordial ooze. The exact location of the emergence is still unclear. Many scientists believe that the earliest life forms appeared around deep-sea hydrothermal vents that still exist today. 
They're like rocky chimneys on the ocean floor which spew out plumes of superheated fluid from magma beneath, usually full of sulfur. Uh, these vent sites, and in particular alkaline hydrothermal vents, are unique in bringing together several key threads and origins of life theories together. Yeah, so if you were to see one of these things just spewing out uh, sulfur, methane, all kinds of things, and what it does, uh, it's geothermal. So underneath the Earth's surface, of course, there is magma. Okay, so that's what lava is before it breaches the surface. And that is heating up all kinds of gases. And those gases and heat down there in the deep sea, of course, uh, it's like cooking. It's like baking a cake. You throw all the ingredients in a bowl and mix them up and it changes. But it is nothing until you add heat. Finally attempted reconstructions of the last universal common ancestor of life on Earth suggest that it was a thermophile or hypothermophile like dead hot, used hydrogen gas for energy, food, and could harness proton gradients to drive biochemical reactions, all consistent with the mixing of alkaline hydrothermal fluid with more acidic ocean or surface water. So yeah, there was no energy from the sun. Like plants would need uh, photosynthesis to develop chlorophyll. Well, guess what? They were using hydrogen down there as food. There you go. There you have it. So that's all there is to it. Just a bit of gas and a little bit of heat and you got life. Well, guess what? What is a real man? Well, a lot of people would say that a man who can defend himself or uh, a man that defends his family and others, a man that will stand up for what is right or even uh, someone who's dedicated enough to become a champion would be considered like a real man. Well, how about one who's overcome adversity like childhood trauma and uh, became a champion. You know what I mean? Like, I would say that that person probably has a lot going on. And that individual here is Sean Strickland. And here he is with uh, his friend and uh, co-worker, Joe Rogan, as they're both employed by the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And they're in Canada this weekend. And he was at a media day uh, yesterday, I believe. And he clashed with a Canadian reporter over LGBT remarks. And what it was was a setup. Uh, the reporter basically asked him a question, uh, had nothing to do with his employment, uh, basically just wanting to know what his uh, viewpoint would be with the specific comments that he had made in the past. They want him to basically uh, gotcha moment here. And it didn't pass the smell test. Sean Strickland seen it for what it was immediately and confronted the individual and uh, basically used his freedom of speech to express himself. So, uh, do we want to have a look at this? Yeah, sure, let's go ahead. Shit like that, go fuck yourself. Move the fuck. Out. Move the fuck out. 
question, but I did want to ask also what you said about the trans community. You said uh, last October when they announced the Bud Light sponsorship that you go so hard on Bud Light, you guys fight to help them accept me or denounce me when uh, they know what they're fighting for, what they stand for. Are you this guy's like, hey, this Canadian's not that Canadian. Are you still going to use your fight time to kind of speak on that? Here's the thing about Bud Light. Here's the thing about Bud Light. Ten years ago, to be trans was a, what, a mental fucking illness. And now all of a sudden, people like you have fucking weaseled your way in the world. You are, you are an infection. You are the definition of weakness. Everything that is wrong with the world is because of fucking you. Bold and statement. the thing is, is the world's not buying it. The world's not buying your fucking bullshit, your fucking peasantry. The world is not saying, you know what, you're right, fucking chicks have dicks. The world's not saying that. The world's saying, no, there are two genders. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, who they could fuck in school. I don't want my kids being taught about, who, you know, their sexual preference. Like, dude, this guy is the fucking enemy. Uh, you want to look at the fucking enemy to our world? It's that motherfucker right there. And there you have it. So very intense opinion about the question as well as um, his ideology. And basically said that he is what is wrong with the globe and the weakness in men. So what he has uh, done would 100% by a... Uh, progressive liberal would be described as toxic masculinity and by a staunch conservative would be uh, uh, described probably as confidence uh, assuredness in who you are and what you represent and also um, you know uh, someone who has a, a vertebrate let's say that that gentleman 100% has a backbone and the response like when he said that you are like the problem with the world The guy just said well, it is what it is. If that's what it is. That's what it is He didn't even stand up for himself and say hey listen, buddy You might be a fighter, but guess what? You're not gonna say that about me. All right He just took it right on the chin. So literally uh, defining weakness and exhibiting it right before our eyes the interview drawing significant attention online was posted by X on X by Strickland himself I don't know who the guy is and I don't care but you're not a man but you take that as a compliment Colin Rugg an American media personality also posted the video which had 10 million views on Thursday so this thing has gone absolutely viral it caused much of Canada to rally behind Strickland for sticking up to a journalist trying to ask gotcha questions Candace Malcolm the founder of True North was one of the people to applaud Strickland must have been quite the surprise for this Canadian journal, whose views represent 99% of the legacy media and perhaps uh, less than 5% of the public, to hear a real response from a real person. We don't get honesty much like this in Canada. Competition comes as Strickland prepares to defend his title against South African Driscus Duplessis at UFC 297, which is set to take place at Toronto Scotiabank Arena. The event marks the UFC's first show in Toronto since December 2018, featuring a lineup of prominent fighters. And there you have it. What do you think? Go ahead, throw a like down and comment, subscribe, join the SIGTIG community. TGIF, thank God it's Friday, and TGTB, thank God the Tiger's back. Sigma Tiger, signing off.